Welcome to the inaugural episode of Your Average Adventuring Show, also known as Yas. I'm Sarah, I'm Sarah, the DM of this spectacular, and I'd like to give a little introductory info before we begin. We are recording this game, then uploading it to YouTube for a couple of reasons. Reason one, technology. I don't want to deal with integration and all that goes into live streaming. I am an old. Two, comfort. By recording the game and uploading it later, we have more control over what appears on the internet. Everyone involved in the stream is a member of one or more marginalized groups, so we take our privacy and safety very seriously. Speaking of those involved, we represent a wide variety of gender, romantic, and sexual orientations. You can see the intersectional pride flag behind me that pretty much presents, represents the beliefs of this group. Progressive, compassionate, cooperative. This will be reflected in the world and in the gameplay. We also acknowledge that most of the people involved in this stream are white. This is a failing of no one's but my own, as when I reached out to the folks about appearing in this show, I reached out to people in my immediate gaming friend group, which is admittedly very white. We hope to have many people playing in this game at various times, so we will actively try to improve the racial representation of those on stream. Before this game that we are broadcasting now, we completed several sessions zero, and players completed a consent and gaming checklist. We have safety tools in effect. Anyone can call a pause or stop and play at any time for any reason. The emotional, physical, and mental wellness of the players and DM are of utmost importance. If a pause in gameplay occurs or a particular narrative sequence is edited out, I will acknowledge such while editing, provide a little context, and the video will continue. We are playing at home. Expect pets, partners, roommates, and children to be occasional guests on screen. This is both the joy and burden of, play, of remote playing. No one has to wear pants if they don't want to, but life continues around us. Now we'll move on to the player and character introductions. I've already mentioned that my name is Sarah and I'm the DM. I use she, her pronouns, and the NPCs I play will use a, a variety of pronouns. Our players will introduce themselves, give their pronouns, then give a brief intro to their characters, name, pronoun, race and class, and a small little tidbit about themselves. Welcome to Yas, and let's start adventuring. All right, who wants to go with introducing themselves first? Annika, um, I was about to say, I'll go since I unmuted first. Yes, <laughs> so that's what happens. If you unmute, you're going. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I am Annika. Uh, I am... I use she, not she, I use they, them pronouns. I play uh, Astrid Dauntless, a non-binary Eldarin elf. So they use they, them as well. Uh, they are a bard as well. Yeah. Can you give us a quick little tidbit? Just like one about little- About me or the character? <laughs> the character? About the character. <laughs> oh yeah, so and Aster is a drag queen who performs at a cafe. Awesome. Yes. All right. Who wants to go next? Ari, I'm sure is dealing with her rabbit. So I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Tanya. She, her pronouns, and I will be playing the character of Fenlin Swift. Fenlin is a forest elf who uh, was raised by Minotaurs, and she is a fighter. A very young fighter. She's only 19 and she's kind of just new in the world. And she uses she, her pronouns? She, her. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, we got Amelie, Alyssa, and Ari. 
Who wants to? Okay. okay. Hey, I'll go. Uh, I'm Ari. I'm playing Whistler, who is a Kenku paladin. Really looking forward to just parroting literally everything that these guys say. And uh, I apologize for my absolute accent failure ahead of time. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. Yeah, and I'm really excited. <laughs> and Whistler's pronouns? Oh, Whistler, she, her as well. Okay. All right. Okay. Next person up, introduction time. It's just whoever on mutes first. It's going to be, okay, Amelie. I'll go. Okay. Hi, I am Amelie. I use they and them pronouns. Um, I will be playing Jakad, who is a half orc, half human. Uh, she does use she, her pronouns. And uh, she's a fighter who comes from a uh, mercantile background. All right. And then we've got our last but not least, our tabaxi. Hi, my name is Alyssa. Oh, shoot. I just, okay. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, I use she, her pronouns. My character is a tabaxi paladin named Bostet Ra. Um, she isn't um, from Rindenhurst, but has come here looking for medicine to take back to help cure a plague. All right, excellent. And now I'm going to read an intro statement to all of you, aka welcome to Rendenhurst. All right, Whew, here we go. Rendenhurst, which you all see on Roll20, is a bustling and busy town, and it is where the beginning of our adventure begins. It is home to the Emerald Protectors and to the Nature Walkers Lodge, and the town thrives on the abandoned the bounty, I have terrible handwriting, I can't read my own handwriting. The bounty of the Weald to the north, the Castor River to the east, which on which Rindenhurst is a major port, and the rice fields to the south, and the cattle and other livestock ranches to the far to the west. The Evermoon is high in the sky, not full, just past half. The Storm Moon, uh, it is a bright light, allowing for ease of sight, even so close to midnight. The storm moon, Melora's moon, hangs nearby the ever moon. And it, and if the temperature and mugginess were not clues as to the season, seeing the moon of summer gleaming a lovely jade hue in the sky leaves no questions. If you are so inclined, you can spot some of the summer constellations in the sky, the serpent, the trout, the rabbit. A light breeze blows off the Castor River offering a bit of respite for the summer heat. Birds and beasts are hunting, frolicking, and resting in the Emerald Weald, much like the townsfolk of Rendenhurst. What are you all doing? It is very dark out. It is evening. It is probably about 9 or 10 o'clock on a Friday evening. What are you doing in the town of Rendenhurst? Whoever would like to talk can go. I'm going to assume that Jack has dragged me to cream again. <laughs> uh, and just for those of you who are watching, cream is a, I'm actually going to share, I'll just share my uh, image real quick, present, so people will know what we're talking about, present now, and I'm going to show you the, um, it's a Chrome tab, yes. Um, I will show you the map to Rendenhurst. Here is the map to Rendenhurst. This right here is Cream, which is a LGBTQ plus cafe 
uh, we made it a cafe so that people of all ages can uh, can uh, attend. And this is the place where Aster does their performing. So here is the lovely map of Rindenhurst. So if um, when you hear uh, Finland talk about going to cream or going to see a show, it is done here. This is the Emerald Protectors. This is the firehouse that Finland um, volunteers at. This is the Temple to the Raven Queen that um, Whistler is a uh, member of. Here we have a Temple of Melora. Uh, let's see. We have one player who isn't with us tonight, but this will be where they live. It is an art collective. And let's see, number four, this is the Nature Walkers Guild, which is in fact what is essentially a um, college for druids and rangers. Here's the Castor River. It's got some ships, boats on it. There is our lovely town of Rendenhurst. Oh, number two, this is at the Temple of Pelor. So we've got three major temples in town, Pelor, the Raven Queen, and Melora. All right, I'm going to stop presenting now. So, all right. So, uh, Finland, you believe you are at a show? Yes. Uh, um there you go. I was gonna say, uh, yes, Finland and I have, uh, I, I, I just arrived in town today. Um, I, I have been out. Um, I have come from my uh, tribe. I have, I am originally from my mother's uh, orc tribe. Um, and so I, but I'm, I'm very used to Rindenhurst because I, my mom's a, a merchant there. She's a textile merchant. And so I, I grew up traveling all around. I'm very familiar with Rindenhurst and uh, Finland and I, I it, Finland's like, hey, um, I wanna go out with you tonight since you're in town. And uh, so we're headed over to Cream. All right, um, Aster, are you performing tonight? Uh, I'll say sure, yeah. Okay. So, uh, 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 Jakad and uh, Finland are going to cream. The show hasn't quite started yet. It is a drag show. It's going to start around 10 o'clock. Uh, that's just how drag shows do. And um, uh, Aster, are you performing or are you emceeing? Hmm. I do performing, most likely. Okay, okay fantastic. Uh, is anybody else going to the show or where are, um, where are Whistler and Bostet? And this evening, probably doing her thing at uh, the Temple of the Raven Queen, but yeah, gonna head to that show after. Okay, um, and Bossette, what are you doing at this moment? It is dark, it is bright, it is sort of warm out. What are you doing on this summer's eve? That's a good question. has been um, still searching for um a certain merchant um, to speak with. And so the day has ended without finding any new information. Um, so she'll head to a local bar, I'm guessing cream, um, okay. find, you know, maybe bar hop a bit and then find her way to cream um, okay. after a long day search. Yeah, during your, during your bar hopping, you hear some people mention they're going to go see a show at cream and you're like, Sure. Exactly. I'm relatively new in town as well, but um, that's what I'm up to. So now we will all um, 
if we are all at cream where aster is backstage getting ready to perform they are applying makeup they are putting wigs on they are getting their outfit ready to go talking to the band to make sure the band knows what song to play for them to perform all the good things that would happen at a drag show the way cream works is generally during the day it is a cafe and coffee house where you can get things like tea and coffee and, and some like sparkling kind of water drinks and in the evening you can still get tea and coffee and other non-alcoholic drinks but in the evening they do start selling alcoholic drinks if you wanted something very simple um not like a complicated cocktail if you wanted a you know a beer a glass of wine something like that they can just pour out of a bottle essentially um so you can go up to the counter you can again you could also get tea you could get coffee you could get basically anything you would like to drink they do not serve uh, food in the evenings so yeah, whatever you guys, so we have uh, Finland and Jakad are together as a, not as a romantic couple, but they're there at this, a cup, as a duo, I'll say that. And then, um, and uh, you come in uh, kind of by yourself, sort of with a group of people, Bostet, as you just kind of followed a group of people here from another bar. And then about very close to the show starting, in running comes Whistler a little bit out of breath as she has just run across the open, the Brambleberry um, Park because she's like, <laughs> I gotta get to the show. So um, you're here, there's a band and it's kind of just playing um, what again, what I like to call the D&D uh, &D equivalent of lo-fi hip hop. Um, just, just kind of like, you know, there's just like low strings and like a low flute and somebody doing like a, like just low drum beats. Um, so, uh, for, and after you were backstage, was, what would anybody like to do while you were in this cafe turned bar atmosphere? Uh, Whistler is gonna try to get a drink. Okay. Um, I've, I wanna make it a running gag that just, she only has so many alcoholic words to use and just can never quite get what she actually wants. So okay. she'll like beer, but really she just wants like, a whiskey and just like this, this is fine <laughs> okay so you go up uh there is a um there's actually a halfling behind the bar and they're like uh yeah what can i get you so she points to like a bottle of whiskey but says a beer and the halfling goes this that's the, the yes this okay and they and then uh, rocks or no, just ice, yes or no, ice. Okay, and then they pour, they, uh, they pour you uh, like a little, just like a regular glass, like and they came the whiskey to you. They're like, uh, that would be uh, one gold, five silver. Uh, just hand over two gold and just okay. kind of walk away. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anybody else who's next? Anybody want anything? Yes, you, uh, young lady with the braids. Um, I was wondering if I could get some grass tea. Oh, I don't know if we have that. Let me look at our tea selection. And they pull out a box and start kind of like shuffling through. And they're like, uh, we've got chamomile. We've got brambleberry. Um, we've got that's, that's fruit. Right. Um, none of this is grass. Uh, we've got a, um, there's a maroon leaf tea. I don't know what that is. Um, you know what? Ale. Ale, I'll have. 
Gotcha. Yeah, ale I can do. They put the tea back down, pour a glass of ale, mug, hand it over to you. Uh, that's seven silver. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, Finland and and I'm I'm still sitting at the table that we've grabbed, and I it, you can hear my voice. It's just kind of booming across the cafe. Uh, could you grab me a glass of wine, please? Red wine, please. All right. Uh, unfortunately, Tanya has frozen. Oh, there she goes. You have unfrozen. Oh, wait. So, yeah. Again, again. Yay. Yeah. Lynn, uh, you were being yelled at um, by Jakad to get you a glass of red wine. Oh, um, and a, a glass of red wine. Uh, exactly. Right. And this first, this halfling pours a glass of wine, hands it over to you. Uh, All together, that's going to be one gold, two silver. Um. Okay. Uh, here you go. Take some money, pocket it. Okay, anybody else? Um, you, uh, you are new. Uh, you with the black fur. Do you want anything? I haven't seen you here before. Do you have any um, corn grain-based alcohol? Oh, let's see. Oh, we have a very limited selection. It's like cider, some beer, some wine, like a whiskey and a bourbon, and like. Uh, we've got, we've got some rice, rice wine. That's the only kind of grain based that we've got. Well, the rice wine sounds decent. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Some rice wine, um, gives it to you in a little glass. Uh, that's a gold for the rice wine. I, I hand her a, a gold. Okay, she takes it, thank you very much. Um, and then somebody comes on stage. It is a very, very lovely um, half elf comes on stage, has this huge blonde wig on, and uh, their boobs look fantastic. Um, they are up to about here, and um, the dress that they have on is cinched, it's tight, and they come on stage and they go, hello everybody, welcome to Cream. I'm Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. I will be your MC for the evening. We have a lovely lineup of performers. I'm so glad to see you all here. And they do the like, you know, the way this wave. How's everybody doing? We have any birthdays in the house tonight? Any birthdays? Anniversaries? Bachelorette? Bachelor parties? Just anybody just having a good time? Woo! Yes! Everybody just starts like, yeah, there's like clapping. It's like, all right, all right, all right. So they go, uh, they're like, our first performer is, and then the first performer comes out. They're a newer queen. So they're kind of, tim so the new performer comes out and you can kind of see that um, she's like, uh, Cirque will be like, this is her second time performing. Everybody give it up for you. This is the cat's meow, woo! Meow, meow. And then like Cirque goes off stage and the cat's meow comes on and it is a human, but they're in like a cat suit with like a fake tail and like little ears. And they perform a very lively, fun kind of jiggish song um, that lasts about three minutes. And there's some really fun choreography. They apparently are very limber and everybody's like, Whoa! at the end, everybody's like clapping and like applauding. I look over at Jakarta and I'm like, could you explain why why they're dressed up like a cat? Is that a thing people like? 
I, I, I assume so. Like I, my mom said everyone's hot. So like what I, this must be something that like humans do, but, uh, and then Jack uh, flips a silver at the stage for a tip. Yeah. The, um, uh, the cat's meow comes over and like sweeps it up and gives you a little wink and then like goes off stage. There's two more performers uh, in between the cat's meow and Aster. And then Cirque comes back on stage and it's like, hello, everybody. Tonight you are in for a treat, my good friends. Tonight performing on this stage, we have the one, the only, the incomparable Aster Dauntless. Everybody's like starts cheering. Yeah. And Aster, what kind of what are you doing? A ballad? Are you do what kind of performance are you doing in this particular night? Uh, I think what Aster will be doing this time is doing the good old fashioned uh, lute and singing, just songs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. This is the first roll. Make a performance check. Yeah. First roll of the campaign. Uh, 12. Okay. Um, I mean, it was above a 10, so you're good to go. So uh, Aster comes out. It's actually, Aster's probably like a newer song. Did you write it yourself? So it's maybe one of the first few times yeah. you've performed it. But um, everybody, and is it an upbeat song? Is it a, is it, are we doing? It's, it's, a, it's a song you could dance to for sure. Yeah. That's what Aster likes. You see some people like, doing like a reel where there's like two partnered groups and they're back and forth and like moving all around. People are like clapping along and stamping their feet, and like snapping and getting into it. Uh, people are moving and dancing around, nodding their heads. After you finish and kind of do your flourish bow, you get and you get all totals, five gold and five silver in tips. Nice. And uh, there are two more performers after this. One of them is a little bit more of an acrobat. Um, uh, she doesn't do a lot of uh, singing, or per but just very, very limber and does some flips. And it's very interesting and cool to watch. And the last person that comes on um, is actually somebody who um, they use fire in their act. So they are a drag queen and the song is, um, sorry, no, they are a drag king and the song is an old song that a lot of people know about like dragon and dragon breath. And when the dragon breath portion comes on, they go <sighs> and they breathe, they do like the actual like fire breathing, like kind of thing. And everybody like freaks out because you're like, ah, it's fire inside. Whoo, dangerous. And it's a kind of a thrill and they get, you know, claps and all this stuff. Um, and then the show is over. Cirque comes on and they're like, we hope you stay with us. The band's going to keep playing. You lovely people stay around. Some of the performers are going to come out. They're going to talk to you. It's going to be a lovely time. Don't forget, we've got a lovely patio out back where you can sit on this beautiful summer's evening and uh, come back tomorrow. We'll have more fun for you. And good night. And like they bow and everybody's like, yeah, the show is over. So you guys are now um, in cream. Uh, Aster, you again, if you would like, you can come out and uh, either in drag or out of drag and mingle with your fans. Take um, like sign autographs or just talk to people and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of hard to take a selfie when you're in a pseudo medieval world, but I'm sure somebody can like make a sketch of you with someone <laughs> or their friends. I mean, like press the digitation. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> minor image. We'll make a spell for selfies. 
So um, you guys do see some of the drag performers come out, the cat's meow, Cirque herself is walking around and talking. And, um, and uh, yeah, you guys can go outside, you can stay inside. What would you all like to do? Esther's gonna go out in drag and just like go up to the bar and just like sit there like kind of in the corner of the bars. So, like if it's a little corner, she'll be like, okay. right, they'll be right there. Okay, um, and uh, the bar keep comes over the same halfling. It's like, hey, that was a great, that was a great song. Really love it. I heard you in rehearsal today. Like it was really, really good. Uh, of course your drink is on the house. What would you like to have? Um, hmm. I'll just take coffee. Coffee, gotcha. Uh, cream, sugar, anything? Uh, cream. Okay, so they come over, they're like, ha cream, that's where we are. Um, goes over, gets the cup of coffee, puts it in front of you with a little little thing with the cream in it. Um, and you, and some people come up and they just kind of like tap, like touch your shoulder and go, that was great, you were really fun. Like you get a lot of people like saying, I really like that. And somebody's like, did you write that song? Oh yeah, I did, yes. That was really cool, I really liked it. It was, um, my partner and I danced to it, it was really good. Um, you're a really good performer. Thank you. I, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's warranted. Yeah, you're really good. So uh, Jack has um, approached the bar and it's uh, ordering a uh, tea for her. She she got curious about that maroon leaf tea that uh, um, she heard like Finn uh, when the bartender talking about. Um, and so uh, definitely also ordering for Finn because it's her round to pick up. Um, and, uh, but she uh, also, like, she's she's nearby Aster. And she's just like, your dress, it, you, you did such a good job with this dress. Did you make it yourself? Uh, a friend of mine, we made, we made it together. That is, it's so pretty. I, like what what materials did you use like and and she's like already kind of like eyeing it and knows but this is kind of like her 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 thing and like she's just hyper focusing on it and it's really cool and she's intimidated by aster but she's just really happy <laughs> aster like looks down at the um at the skirt of it and like lifts it up and just says like uh, this is one of my first dresses that i've that i had help help making and i actually don't remember because it's a pretty old dress <laughs> but it's still one of my favorites because it just fits so nicely so and coming back <laughs> this old thing <laughs> yeah exactly it's like, yep. um so you guys uh can talk and hang out and if anybody um if you want to go out onto the patio stay inside um is anybody going outside to the patio just to like relax kind of get away from a bunch of people or uh i will uh, i'm gonna head outside okay i as a tabaxi am somewhat offended by the cat's meow but <laughs> i think that i could give some good input as to how they could improve their performance and so i go up to the cat's meow and yeah you know, and they're holding a tankard and they see you and they're like oh my god Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. What? I'll let you talk. Well, um, th there's some things you can improve upon so that your performance isn't so isn't offensive to any future uh, 
sea lion folk or tabaxi that happened to uh oh my god I didn't to this bar. is this like fur fur face is that what we would call this um am i am am i I'm sorry, this is only my second time, like second or third time performing, and I didn't know, I just, I dressed like this for Halloween, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I offended you, but yeah, just any input you might have into what I can do would be amazing. <sighs> maybe, uh, maybe we can get together sometime and discuss, you know, a more, uh, I don't I want to say kosher, but more acceptable routine or outfit. Um, I just as a to let you know, I work here during the days when it's a cafe. Um, so you can come in like most mornings. I have the morning shift, so if you need your tea, you can totally come in and I can make it for you. Um, my my name is uh, Steva. Steva, okay. Steva. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's best Not from around here, obviously, but um, I do enjoy a good performance and. I'll, I'll come by sometime so we can discuss some improvements. Oh, thank you. That would be great. Any Anything um, would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me get you a drink. What are you having? Um, just some of the rice wine. Okay. And you hear her say, um, uh, Hannah, can I get another rice wine for my new friend here? This is Bastet. She's going to help me. And Hannah's like, okay. And like puts the wine, like you can tell Hannah works with Steva and is like, all right, you're like a baby. So, but here you go. Yeah, there you go. So I, I take the drink, you know, seeing that she's at least not uh, against anything that I'm saying. And so I'll take the drink and drink it and then be like, have a good night, Steva. I'll see you around. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so Finland, you said you were going outside? myself there we go unmuted it works better um yeah uh it gets a little much and uh, i'm still kind of new to the whole going to a cafe and seeing these really big shows so uh, i'm gonna head outside get a breath of fresh air just have some me time in the, in the night okay away from feathers <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think Whistler's going to ruin that, especially the Away From Feathers. <laughs> Perfect. So, Finland, after the show is over, you're kind of like, you're feeling your heart rate raise a little bit. Like, you, you normally feel this way, like, after you've worked out for a few hours, but you're just like, there's a lot of people. I'm going to go outside, get some fresh air. Like, it, it's super fun. Like, I come from a people who, who they do dance, but this is very different from Minotaur culture, so. Yeah. So you kind of go outside, and you're there's a few other people outside, um, just kind of sitting and talking, and and then right after you walk outside, almost like bumping into you, comes Whistler. Oh, sorry. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I didn't see you. You blend in. Uh, uh, you, kin kindle, kindle your light. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I. Uh, None of this in grass. Um, I'm Finlan. I'm Finlan. Whistler. It's it's nice to meet you, Whistler. <laughs> Do you live here in Rentenhurst? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Where? I haven't seen you around. I'm usually over uh, by the merchants and the fire brigade. 
Temple of the Raven Queen? Graveyard. Uh, graveyard. Oh, you live in a graveyard? No, uh, the, the temple. Temple. Oh, okay. You live in the temple? You live in the temple? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's great. You don't say a lot. I don't say a lot either. I don't say a lot. <laughs> I I don't say a lot either. Um, <laughs> your card starts just kind of like making bird sounds. Just kind of mim just mimicking various sounds that she has heard. Um, so like, Great. Did you like the show? Yes. 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 Uh, Jack has now like brought out um, her tea and and Finn's tea as well because like she she turned around and like both of them were were like their table was empty and so she figured out that uh, they were outside and so like shows up and it's just like yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Um, Whistler, Whistler, yes. this is my friend Jack. Jack, this is Whistler, who is some kind of bird. I don't say a lot. Whistler doesn't say a lot. Hi, Whistler. I'm 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 Jack. It's it's short for Jacquard, and uh, hey, that's cool. Like, not everyone talks. <laughs> I, I talk. I talk. I talk. A lot. We just kind of makes an exasperated sound. <laughs> I, I, I think Whistler just has a hard time talking. That's okay. Hard time. Um, yeah. And you're out here having this conversation. <laughs> It can be called that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, stumbling through this. You look up in the sky, and again, it's a near cloudless night. The stars are shining. They're beautiful. There's very little light pollution out here. Um, that star looks brighter than it was earlier this evening. Huh. Hey, did you guys see that? Preserve your light? Yeah, does it do that a lot? That star is even brighter and brighter. Uh, uh. Since I, um, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna notice that too. That's that's really. Yeah, and uh, if you would like that's, to. That's brighter than I usually see on my travels. Yeah, if you would like to, you can make a nature check. Me. Oh, God. Uh, uh, but if you are outside witnessing this, you can make a nature check. I got a net 20 and I have a minus one for nature. Okay. <laughs> All right. I so the ones. Yep. I 17 on okay. nature. Okay. So both of you know, um, there are, I mean, there are occasional meteor showers or like what you could call like streaks in the sky or light shows or whatever they happen to be in the area that you're from, what they are called. But there's not one supposed to be scheduled this right now. They don't happen all the time. And as you notice that bright star, it not only gets brighter, it gets closer. 
and closer and closer. Um, hey. And you start seeing behind it, you see a trail of light coming behind it. And then you start hearing from other parts of town. People are out at other bars, people at work. You hear from down at the docks because the docks basically never shut down. You start hearing a rumbling. It's like the entire town is coming alive with, what is that? What is that? And people start streaming out of cream. They start streaming out of bars. And everybody is just kind of looking into the sky. And you hear somebody go, go, what's this? Get the protectors. Go get the protectors. Um, what's going on as this bright streak in the sky gets so, so close to Rendenhurst? And then it streaks down, and there is a large the land reverberates almost like an earthquake and you see far to the north in the emerald wield you see smoke coming up from the forest i'm gonna run um to the um to the fire brigade okay and start grabbing people, although I'm sure they're already out in the street, but yeah. that's my instinct is to tell my, tell my yeah. coworkers. So, yeah. and Astor, since you weren't outside, you definitely felt the shaking of the ground and you run outside and you just see um, what was a flash of bright light and then smoke coming up from the Emerald Wield to the north. So Finland is running to the fire brigade. Anybody else doing anything? Yes. Jack. Uh, Jack. Jack's running with Finland. Okay. Whistler's going to head for the Emerald Protectors. Okay. Uh, Bostet and Aster, are either of you doing anything? Uh, I'd say Aster would be in front of uh, Cream trying to, like, if there's, like, kids and stuff, trying to, like, get them to feel, like, calm if they're, like, freaking out. Okay, so just yeah. trying to help kids and stuff. So just, just make a general charisma check. So just roll a d20 and add your charisma modifier. I got a one. Oh no. Um, My charisma's plus four. So that's a natural one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, you're trying, like there's some kids that were playing in the park and like that was like, an evening like ball game or something and they are freaking out and so like you kind of run across the street, you're like, everything's going to be okay. And you hear one, you see one little girl, and she's like this little gnomish girl, and she goes, I want my mom. And you try to, like, come over, but you have such big hair and, like, such an, like, interesting look. And there's these little girls, and she goes, you're not my mom. And you're just trying to, like, calm her down. And um, what are you doing, Bastet? Um, This is something she hasn't seen before and she's not from here and so she starts asking what what is that what what, what, see people like, what is it it's it's this is not this is unusual it's we don't know it's it's the world what is going on is the it's the moon and both moons are still up in the sky you see the ever moon you see the storm moon so it's not like that has happened people the town is essentially in chaos at this point for people that have been outside so uh, the uh, Emerald Protectors and the um, Fire Brigade are right next to each other. And you are correct, Finland. There are people, members of the Fire Brigade, who are already outside, who are, they have a cart, and they have an oxen on that cart uh, hooked up that they can take water out if they need to. And also, as you run into the Emerald Protectors Whistler, there are people who are on duty who are members of the patrol division. Um, 
are gearing up and then they bring along a few people who are members of the nurture division because they um so they can do any kind of spells that they might need to do to um uh ease this you know with water or whatever and as you run in finland to the fire brigade the um the head person of the fire brigade it's like oh, finland sorry you weren't supposed to be on tonight um, I just saw the the light streak and I saw smoke and I can I'll help any way that I can help. Just tell um, me. Uh, can it'll take us some time to get out there. You're faster than the rest of us because we've got this cart. Could you get out there and do a little bit of scouting for us? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, don't go by yourself. Don't forget it's it's night in the forest. Take take precaution. Take care. I'll I'll take Jack. All right. Hello, Jack. <laughs> Hey there. <laughs> uh, thank you for protecting uh, us. We're running. Yeah, All we're right. running. And as you guys run outside, Whistler, you also run into the ML protectors, and there's people, there's like a tremendous going, and people see you, and somebody says it to you, like, oh, Whistler, hi. Um, do you, do you want to earn some points to your, to, to, to get? Yes. Badge? Okay. Um, if you, uh, can't, you, you can't fly, but you're fast, right? Are you fast? enough right um could you uh we are still planning but we got to get some people out there um we got to get people out there as soon as possible but we have to plan we've got it we've got people who still need to like prepare spells and stuff could you get out there and just like do a quick like survey and death is the natural end of life like out <laughs> sounds great don't, don't go by yourself grab people you need more <sighs> she's young okay Gone. and like Maybe like skip to a stop outside though, if Fenlin and Jack are there, and just be like, yeah. "Going." I so I have a real quick question. Yeah. Um. So like, I I would have traveled like with all of my stuff, but I'm not going out to the bar with all of my stuff. Like I dropped off my stuff somewhere. Am I staying with Finland or am I staying at the Art Collective? Wherever you would like to. I live. Um, I live above the uh, uh, fire brigade. I don't know if they let. Can I have friends? Sure. <laughs> At the very least, you could find a place very close to the fire brigade. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if I'm allowed to stay with Finland, then I've dropped my stuff off. I'm gonna say, hey, hold up. I want to grab my sword first. Oh, good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna go so, grab my great axe. <laughs> yeah. So, boss, that you see some people haul buns out of cream and run to two different buildings that are pretty close by. And Aster, you see the same thing. The half-orc lady who talked to you um, about your dress, you see her run to this building and you see the Kenku that was talking to her uh, run over here into this building. And so you guys both see um, these people run into those two buildings and you can do what you would like. Okay, so first I'm gonna say that Aster well, goes back into cream to like the back area and just takes off her their wig and changes real okay. fast because they ain't wearing that shit to this. And then comes back out holding fantasy velcro, <laughs> holding their uh, instrument, and then they go to the protectors. Okay, so Bas uh, you you see now coming also out of cream. Someone who looks sort of familiar, like they have the same facial structure, but with less big hair and like less elaborate clothing, and they run into the building that the Kenku ran into. So as um, as the paladin, I would run to aid 
as best as I can. So following people that look like they know what they're doing, yeah, and you see, I follow it as well. You see Astro run out and they have their instrument with them. What kind of instrument is it? Is it the lute? Yes. Sorry, okay. I didn't realize I was muted. You see Astro run out like with a lute and with very, with purpose, they are running to this thing. So you're like, that person, like these two buildings seem to be the place where people are running to, to do stuff. So you just kind of, just like following people from the bar to this place, you just follow Aster into the Emerald Protectors. And right as you get there, uh, Aster, you you and um, Whistler probably kind of know each other uh, being here for a little bit longer. Um, it's not a huge town, it's about 5,000 people. And Whistler's come into the show a few times and you guys and you guys have seen each other at the Emerald Protectors and stuff. So you kind of all do, if like a Monty Python, like <laughs> in front of the Emerald Protectors as, as Whistler is coming out of the Emerald Protectors, Finland and Jack are coming from the Fire Brigade, and like Aster and Basta are running up trying to get into the Emerald Protectors, and you guys all kind of see each other. And even if you don't know everybody, you've all seen each other at the very least tonight. You all recognize yeah. each other. Yeah. And you're all kind of there, and you're like, are you, I, uh, you, uh, Protector. We, we go. We go. <laughs> we go. Let go. How can I help? How can I help? Okay, yeah. we're going. Okay. So you guys like you're like I guess I'm just gonna hang out with these four people. Da, 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 da. And you guys take off to the north into the forest. Now, um, Whistler and uh, Aster would be the people who are most familiar with this forest. Um, Finland, you're a little bit familiar. You're from the other side of the river, but it's the same type of forest. That's a temperate forest. There's oaks and and pines and um, cypress and so the cypress is obviously closer to the um, um, to the river. Um, so you know that the actually, you know what? Everybody make a nature check if you want to. You don't have to, but if you want to make a nature check, just to see if you determine how far in the fire. It is. I got a fifteen. Okay. Five. I got an artificial 20. Okay. Uh, 18. Okay. Um, I'm so, not from here, so like this is like, I'm just like, you know, I'm used to different type of, different yeah. type of landscape, so I'm like, I don't, I have no idea how far this is, like, yeah. I'm just following like, like a deer in the headlights, like, yeah. Uh, what? Correct. Correction, I got an 18. I, I, miss, I messed up my modifier. Okay, so if you got a 15 or higher on your nature check, you know that this thing landed uh, four or five miles into the forest. So it's going to be a trek to get there. Now, of course, the forest, um, of the, it's called the Emerald Wield. Um, and it is one of, like I said, one of the lifebloods of, of Rendenhurst and this whole area, really. Um, the Emerald Protectors, uh, goes in to do what is essentially plant um, husbandry. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, uh, protecting the emerald protectors because you protect the emerald wheels. And um, so this part of the forest is not a very hard trek. When people come in to do camping and stuff like that, they generally stay within the, you know, right on the edge of the forest to about like four or five miles and the more advanced campers and adventurers or you know trekkers or whatever have you there's a few people there's like some caves in the forest that people come like spelunking essentially they go caving um so 
you know that even though it's dark, this, the Evermoon is very high in the sky, so it's pretty easy to see. And I believe almost all of you have dark vision. Most of you have dark vision. So, um, so Bosnet, three out of the five of you have dark vision because Bosnet and Whistler do not have dark vision. But you guys, yeah. Bosnet and Whistler, you could have like a lantern or something. Like it's not, it's just an average adventuring thing. So you have, you could pull out a lantern. And um, who is leading the way into the forest? Who is the like point person who is going, I know exactly where this is. I'm leading us there. I feel like Whistler tried, but with that five is going the wrong way. <laughs> Um, I'll go. I guess I'll, I'll take. I mean, okay. we can go together. I guess we can both lead. So the elves are leading. Yeah. Well, we can see, and I'm fast. I'm like real fast. So you tell so me where I'm, I'm going. So, um, <laughs> I got with, you. With yes, with Aster's help, Aster's more familiar with this particular forest. But you are a forest elf, Finland. You can roll a survival check with advantage to guide everybody through the forest. Sixteen. Okay, um, you get your bearings. Uh, Aster kind of goes, um, you know, don't go this direction, you know, da da. And you kind of using the sort of soft firelight that you can see, um, and you see still see the smoke coming off the uh, off the tree line. You're like, all right, and you just go in there. So you have to slow down for everybody else because your speed is uh, five. You can move five feet faster per, as everybody than everybody else per round. So you kind of like go and then you look back and then they right. go. Like, <laughs> you're just like come on, come on! Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> Sorry, these shoes are kind of made for walking, but not really. Cut the heels off. Cut the heels off. Now they're practical. Yeah, Finland, you're used to running with minotaurs who are either like your speed or faster. So you're used to kind of being generally one of the slower people. And it's odd for you to be like in front and being like. They call so, me Swift for a reason. Yeah. So um, you haul buns uh, to this area. At this point, it's going to take, and the, the uh, forest is sort of thick and you have to, you know, dodge things. You have to run over logs. And um, by the time you get to this area, the sun is starting to rise in the sky because of the thickness of the forest. Because it was, at the time you guys left the bar, it was probably like one or two in the morning. So um, it's gonna take about three hours to get there. Even though it's only five miles, you are walking in a thick uh, forest with underbrush and all that stuff. So you've come to a clearing and I'm going to move you there now. <gasps> a clearing in the forest. And now that everybody is on roll 20, I can add everybody's tokens and give you permission to use them. Space bro. Controlled by. Yeah. I'm assuming Squirrel Army is um, Alyssa. No. Let's see. I will be right back. Who is this? This is. This is Whistler. Okay. Controlled by. Whistler, haha. -ha. Controlled by. There we go. 
There we go. And then I'll get this one to Annika, Esther, and then to Finland. Okay, can everybody move their tokens on roll 20? Okay. Maybe. Oops. Uh, no, mine's not showing up. Okay. Hmm. Give me a second. I'm just going to re-put your token out there. All right, mm -hmm. can you see yourself? Uh, I don't see it. Like, I see the, I see, like, the crater. At the bottom, go to the very bottom. Oh, hang on. I think everybody's uh, little thing is covering oh, it. there it is. Yeah, you can make the thing at the bottom. You can make those uh, smaller. You can kind of minimize yeah. them in the, in the um, yep. But yeah, it's down there at the bottom. So this yep. is what you guys come across. There is a, in this crater, as the sun is setting, uh, sorry, sun is rising to the east, there is a large rock made of gray, looks like stone, um, about the size of a large ox. There is a crater. There are burning trees all around. There are obviously rocks from the earth, like the actual dirt here. And there are also small little bits of this rock that have broken off in and around the crater. The fires have actually mostly stopped at this point. Any of the trees that were in this area have stopped and they're just kind of smoldering. And it doesn't look like there was a lot of them. It looks like there was a large flash of fire and it died out very, very quickly. Hi, Segment. Um, I'm going to kind of real quick or as quick as I can kind of go around the perimeter and kind of yell like yelling in like is everybody okay was anybody nearby does anybody need help is anybody hurt and uh, Jack is uh, taking up um, Finland's it like is is uh, in uh, nearly like in lockstep with Finland because like they're just like hey you know I okay. I want to make sure that if there if something does jump out at us you know we've got we've got each other's back on this one you're together fantastic yeah uh, what is everybody else doing Aster is gonna go up kind of close like so like around here and close to like see over okay. the crater and like kind of see all of the okay. damage that it did. Okay, Finland, did you make that check? Oh, sorry, I missed it. What am I uh, checking? Just a general charisma check. Basically to see how well you can project. Oh. Okay. Uh, 14. Um, you don't hear anything except for like the rustling of leaves. And you do see, unfortunately, there are some small carcasses of like squirrels and like woodlands small like you know no large no deer or anything but the smaller creatures that couldn't get out of the way um there are a few birds like an owl or two um a chipmunk stuff like that um but you do see um tra a lot of tracks where animals have run from this place um uh, after the uh the this impact of this meteor um either uh, uh, Aster, you can either make a nature or an arcana check okay. as you are looking into this crater. 
got a 10. Whichever one is higher. Uh, I mean, they're both the same, so 10. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you're looking in, and this, this, this stone, from the distance that you are, it's still a little, I mean, I know you have dark vision. The stone, the most that you can tell, it looks almost like something you've seen before, but you can't quite put your finger on it. It's not like a regular rock, but you can't quite, you're like, I've seen it before. It's something like this. You just can't figure out what it is. Um, Bostet and Whistler, what are you two doing? I am looking for a little piece of whatever this rock is to pick it up and... Okay, make um, an investigation check to see how well you can find a rock. <laughs> That's a uh, artificial twenty. I like that. Okay. Um, the sun is coming up, so you're like, "Oh, thank Melora, the sun," <laughs> so you can like see a little better now. And you see a small, and it's not. You would expect most rocks, at least after a time, kind of have to round their edges. This is almost like a shard. It's black, and it's actually fairly porous. And as you reach down and try to pick it up, it is very hot. It is very hot. If you actually pick it up, you would take fire damage from how, the heat of this little sliver of whatever this is. So I go to pick it up, and I'm like, it goes, ah! ah. Yeah. You guys so all, you know, I maybe yeah, like spit on it to cool it off, but. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear Bass that be like, ah! Uh, Everything okay back there? Whistler, who is uh, big and brave and just not that smart, is just gonna jump right down into the crater. Okay. As you, the closer and closer you get to this large rock, the warmer it is. Not only because of the fire that was around here, but it seems like the rock itself may be a little bit warm um so um you're starting i don't know if birds sweat but you're not really a real like you're a what however can you feel heat and try to give off heat as like to make themselves feel better that is what you are feeling right now got it i'm googling if birds sweat now i really want to know <laughs> i want to know <laughs> as as um this as game jumps as Whistler jumps into the crater, Astro just goes like, uh, d uh, uh, and just like, could does not go down. Kindling. Kindling. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, birds don't have sweat glands. They evaporate water from the surface of their lungs and air sacs. Birds are weird, guys. Birds are just real weird. Um, Whistler, you're breathing a little heavier. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons and Science. And science. <laughs> In the description, I'm like, do you want to learn a quick fact about birds? Uh, <laughs> about birds. Please do. We will learn in this episode some drag knowledge and some quick facts about birds. Perfect. You come for the Dungeons and Dragons, you come for the ephemera. Um, okay, so Whistler has jumped down. Um, after like a few minutes of you just spitting Bostet, and you actually pour like a little bit of water out on it, the little shard does cool down enough for you to touch. Okay. After that, I'll pick it up and yeah. 
and inspect it a bit. Make and, another uh, investigation check because this is you actually picking it up and like looking at it. And... Uh, 14. Okay. Um, because of the area that you're from originally, um, this looks similar to lava rock. It is the closest you can think of what this type of rock resembles. The fact that it's very black, ashen, and very porous. And if you say yeah. lava rock out, out loud, Aster, you go, oh, lava rock, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm confused though because like on my way here I didn't see any like obvious volcanoes I guess due to the path that I came and um, I guess I hear Aster say lava rock and I'm like are there volcanoes nearby? Aster you know that there are no volcanoes nearby no okay <laughs> Um, Finland and uh, Jack, are you guys still walking around the, the crater? These I'm guessing we've made it around by now. Yeah, these larger rocks are, are rocks from that have like come out of the crater. Um, they are not the black ones, but some of these smaller bits right here are, are the shards from this large rock in the center here. How are they deep also is hot? the crater? Like... Uh, the crater is about 20 to 30 feet deep. Like okay. in the very deepest part, like up, up here, you know, it's a lot, it slopes and it doesn't go yeah. long. But in the deepest part, it's about 20 to 30 feet deep. Okay. Astra's going to like slowly like try to like skid their way like closer okay. to where Whistler is. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Luckily right now you're in your summer form um, because the closer and closer you get to this rock, the hotter and hotter the temperature around you gets. Um, can we, from where we are, can we see that they've kind of gone down in there? Yeah, you look over to the edge of the crater and you don't see Whistler or Aster. And then you look down and there are Whistler and Aster starting to like walk towards this large stone. Can I Jamie? get, sorry, can I get close enough to poke it with a javelin? Yeah, go for it. That is um, what while while you while Whistler approaches with the javelin, um, I did grab my longbow and, and uh, quiver, and so I just I just out of um, a, an abundance of caution, go ahead and I knock the arrow into the into the quiver, and I'm not aiming it at anything, but it's just it's at the ready. Right. Okay. So Whistler, um, make an attack roll with, with Javelin. Great. Nope, that fell. Ooh, uh, that's a 13. Okay. Well, I mean, it is a rock, so it's <laughs> 30, uh, but it's also very large, so it's very easy to poke. <laughs> you can't really miss. But you didn't hit it hard enough to really do anything. So you okay. just have to, it's like tap, tap, tap. Is, is, everything okay? is everything okay? Is everything okay? Do you need help? Is just a rock. It's a lot uh -oh. of damage for just a rock. I mean, a lot of it's gone now. It's all over the place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're 13. It just like the t and then when you pull the tip of it, you touch if you touch the tip the metal tip of your javelin, it's a little warm. Hmm. Very hot rock. I'm trying I to see that. Thank you, Whistler, for telling me. 
feathery thumbs up. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm just gonna try and hit it harder. Actually, I'm gonna put the javelin away and try and hit it with my battle axe because I figure. I mean, if it's just a rock, we should probably break it down and clear it. Make another attack roll. Because a battle axe is absolutely the tool for the job. Uh, that's a 15 this time. Okay. Um, you, like, you're like, okay, put the javelin up, battle axe comes out, two-handed, you walk up to it, and you just... And this time, I mean, it's going to hit because you're that close to it. Um, and a few shards do and, break like, kind of go flying past you. And you're very close to the rock now. It is extraordinarily warm. Heads up. Did the, did the battle axe stick inside the rock or did it bounce off? Yeah, she, she, boom, some shards came off and she pulled the battle axe back. Just like, yeah. I'm just gonna turn around and shrug. And Esther, like, yeah. pats uh, Whistler on the shoulder, is like, "You did the best you could," and and kind of like leads leads Whistler like away from the crater for now. No Tino trade. No lemonade. <laughs> just walks off. <laughs> um. About this time, you see two more um, people, and Aster and Whistler, you would recognize them. Um, this is uh, this is Lucara. She is a Goliath. And you see uh, Keita, uh, a halfling. Both come sort of running up, uh, and uh, they are uh, members. They are actually, uh, Lucara is the head of the patrol division of the Emerald Protectors, and uh, Keita is the head of the nurture division of the emerald protectors and they come running um and they go oh good whistler uh you hear uh kita say whistler um aster and other various friends hello i'm kita um what have you found here what is what is going on bill it's a lava rock a lava lucara just goes let me see. And she just leaps and jumps down into the crater. It's very hot. And she's like, oh, you see her like kind of wiping as soon as she does that. And about like 20 minutes after they arrive, comes an ox cart full of like <laughs> water, an ox cart full of barrels of water just just trudging through the forest. Uh, and you see the uh, dwarven fire captain is like, oh, Fenlin, Fenlin Lass. Yeah. Oh, did you find anything? Is there anybody out here? Uh, it's a hot rock. A what? A hot rock. We can make well, a sauna. We've better. Be it's a rock that's hot. All right. Um, and so you see Kitta, and she has not jumped down. Lucara does. She does the aster, like kind of slide down on her butt, and like just gets there. And she, um, you see them both kind of looking at it. Uh, you see Lucara takes out a hand axe and does the whistler and like just smacks at it. Uh, Lucara, see where you got it from. Title. Just gonna put that out there now. Yeah. Um, and you see Keita comes up and she kind of, she does a, a spell. And you see like her eyes glow for a minute and her hands glow for a minute and she just goes, huh, interesting. Um, she looks up and she goes, uh, 
Evard, Evard, could we get some water down here? I, I can create some, but not as much as you've brought. And he goes, all right, I'll get you some water down there. And you see the ox cart, thump, 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 and the few people that are riding on it. And you hear Fenlen, uh, Fenlen's friend, what was it, Jack? What's up? You look, you look like a strong lass. Come over here, love. Let's get these battles of water down. Yep. Yep, grab uh, some water. I need no, you I, I, I put away my weapons. Okay. Um, I need you both. If you you can uh, either you can either both make strength checks, or one of you can make a strength check with advantage if you're helping each other, like helping get the same barrel down. So whichever one you would like to do. I bet um, we could each do it, each do it ourselves. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very sure. Yeah. We'll, our... <laughs> Dirty twenty. Okay. <laughs> um, eight. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, <laughs> Jack like shoulder more of the weight than she is. Luckily, you're fin well. I will say Jack is not used to dealing with these like wa these like odd water kegs that have this like hose at the end and like a pressure thing, so you can like create pressure in the keg to like, and then you add the hose to it. It's like a weird keg situation. So Jack really isn't quite used to handling these, but you're like three weeks at the brigade. You kind of get the scut work, which means loading and unloading and filling up the bottles, the barrels of water. So you are very used to taking the water off of the cart, putting the water back on the cart, taking the water off of the cart. Like you're very used to that job. So you just kind of, and Jack just kind of like holds the back a little bit. <laughs> Put the finger on, it's like, yeah, we're helping. This looks easier than it is. They're very awkward. It's, it's you're doing fine. You're so fine. You see, um, you see uh, everybody else, the other people, and uh, anybody else that would like to can come help get, they have like five or six big kegs of water that have these odd like pumps on them and these long hoses. And you see, what did I call the dwarf? Errold? Uh, Something. Evard? Evard, that's right, Evard. Evard. Um, he gets over there and he's like, he's pumping the things and, it's, and you do know this, Finland, so you start doing the same thing where you're pumping and it creates pressure and then if you open a valve on the little hose and it just starts spraying um, onto. So all around this rock, you have four or five big giant kegs of water um, just spraying all over and steam. And the steam, actually, you know what? Make, uh, make a perception check if you would like to. We're getting a sauna now, guys. Yes, you are. <laughs> 21. Uh, 16. Okay. 19. Okay. Eight. We know that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And what do we got, Boss Bet? A what check? Uh, perception. 21. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys are perceiving. You are some perceiving mofos up in here. Um, you know, you guys know steam. I mean, it's just something you see general steam when it comes off. It kind of is a, like a white or gray or whatever. The steam coming off of this is like a light purple. And there's like a blue over here. The steam coming off of this comes off in a myriad of sort of like pale and jewel toned colors. Um. And you see Kate do the same thing going, huh. And you no. pull out a little like notebook 
and start like in a little like pad and she just starts writing stuff down. She's like, huh. Can can someone who um knows more magic than me uh figure out what's going on here? Because that doesn't seem normal and um I'm not keen on sticking around if it's gonna keep that up. And you see, I have to make sure that this person can do this spell. Give me a second. We'll have to make sure it's something that's available to a cleric of the nature variety. Whistler is just slightly entranced. Ooh, pretty smoke. Literally that. <laughs> Aster is having the time of their life because like this You're is like, like a trying show to in itself. Out, right? Try to figure out how to do this. How to do it myself, yeah. How do we be a hot rock? Yeah. Get a good chunk of this space space rock and then heat it up and then <laughs> yep. behind you throw water on it. Great. That's what it's all about. Yeah, she does have the spell. I was like making sure that I was like, I'm pretty sure that nature clerics can do stone shake, but I'm making sure. And she comes up and she kind of just like puts her hands up, not close to it, and she puts her hands up. And you guys see this stone that was kind of jagged and porous turn into like a she just kind of like smooths it out a little bit. Kind of like a very small area right in front of her. I look at Jack and I say, you don't see that every day. Or every month. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> ever. And she goes, well, um, it is stone. That's for sure. If it wasn't stone, I couldn't have cast that spell. But I've never seen anything like this and i've seen and I've, I've seen a lot of rocks and this is this is bizarre um uh maybe we should can we take it back to town is that something we could do lucar goes you have enough strong backs yeah you could take it back to town i'll this take that as we've been voluntold as soon as as soon as strength is said, Aster like puts their arms up and says nope, and w turns around and walks Let's starts go. walking away. <laughs> yeah, Aster's just like mm -hmm, and like starts walking off. Fiddler's just gonna shrug and just assume it's her. And yeah, her. yeah, and and Jack's right there with you, like. It, and Jack also like is a little bit embarrassed by how poorly they handled the the water situation earlier. So they're they're like, okay, no, I'm, I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna help. And at this point, like more and more people, both from the fire brigade and from the Emerald Protectors, are showing up. And so there is another cart that shows up, and it has more like different supplies in it. They have brought things like axes and rope and stuff like that because you never know what you're gonna need in a forest fire. So um, you see, they're like throw down the rope. Yeah, so uh, Lucara is like, rope, uh, bring us rope. And the ropes come down, and there's just several hours of wrapping of this thing. Um, the water, Kita uh, has cast some control, uh, uh, some uh, like create water and get commit more water on there. And she'll kind of use her meld into stone and like stone shape to like secure the ropes in there and like around it. Um, uh, she only has like two stone shape spells left though. So she can, tries to get it like in key positions. Um, uh, you see Evar go, well, I guess we can leave the carts here and come back for them and use the oxen to uh, 
I'll pull this out to the, this kite here. All right, let's do that. And like you see him start unhooking the carts and going and like, he takes the carts and like puts them over here, like out of the way. Like he just like puts them out of the way. And he's like, ah, carts, we'll come back for those. And the oxen um, are hitched up to the ropes. And anybody who would like to can help by rolling an athletics check. Well, can I help by playing music for everyone? Like to inspire, please. Oh. I will inspire. Oh, I will inspire Jack since I watched Jack try lift up that thing. And, and I is that a D six? Yes, it is a D six. So you have a D six if you would like to use it for this, Jack. Yes. And I'm rolling for the other people involved. Okay. Uh, twenty-five. Uh, give me a second, because this is going to be a group check. So I need to write answers. I need to write numbers down. So give me just a second on this. So Jack, I'd like play you a song of like inspiration on lifting stuff. So I roll. So I roll the d twenty and the d six. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I got twenty-five from Finland. Mm. Right. Let's hope we don't get into a fight because all of my good rolls are going into moving this rock. Right. Anybody else helping? Give me your numbers. Thirteen for Whistler. Okay. Uh, Twenty-two. Okay. Uh, are you helping, how boss? Bard <laughs> That's how a bard works, everyone. <laughs> I I tr I tried. I tried. <laughs> this is why I didn't I even an try. Eight. An eight. Yeah. Okay, well, you didn't roll the worst because one of these people rolled a seven. So let me roll for the rest of the people that are helping. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do some. Way I didn't even try. Okay, where's my phone? I, I don't. So, yeah, you guys all have, uh, you all basically grab a rope or several ropes and you all pull in the same direction. Maths. We're having a maths break. Yeah, sorry about it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We had a science break. Now it's a math break. Everything was a 14. So you guys, oh, wait, I forgot to roll for the oxes. Oh, yeah, they crush it. So uh, that's going to bring it up. So the, the oxen, oxen like, yeah, the oxen adding their, like, I don't know what oxen strength is, but it's really fucking huge. So, um, so you guys uh, start pulling. The oxen are doing their job. Uh, let's see. Ox strength is like. Um, they are a beast of burden, so they get like the ability to like pull as like a special thing. So they. Here you go. Um, and this thing starts moving. And you guys are pulling and pulling and pulling. And the hard part is getting it out of the crater because you have to go up. It is angled, so you're not like going up like a sheer cliff face. And you guys pull the crater out. And then uh, everybody's tired. And then you're like, they're like, well. I've got a, I've got a kind of silly question. Uh -huh. like, this rock is pretty big. Um, is it too big for the path back to town? That's what we're just now going to have to deal with huh so the, the the rock is basically like up here and lucara's like well you know uh none of us are really want want to chop any trees down or trees out of the way 
do you uh, think maybe we could just leave the rock here and uh, bring people out here if we need to look at it? <laughs> and Kita's just kind of like, I, I guess um, I can go talk to some more of the nurture, nurturers and um, see if anybody might have a spell we can use to like, I think some people might have levitate. I don't know. I'll have to go check. I don't have it. It's not in my will house, but I think some of the people might have something that could could help us move this via magical means. I'm I'm very I did cast a spell on it and um but I want to try to keep casting spells on the rock that made rainbow steam uh to a minimum uh if we can. So if we can figure out a way to get this oh um she looks at Evard she goes Evard isn't there a way we can put it on like a large cart or cart situation and Evard's like uh, you could probably uh, find somebody to do that for you. Uh, put a few carts together, or maybe like a sled sort of situation. Put it on like a large like pallet and just drag it. That we can get some logs and roll it on the logs. And Everard goes. Dragons and logistics. Yeah. And Everard looks. He goes. Uh, what's that you said last? Something about logs. Yeah, so where I'm from, we do large stone building. Um, and the way we move those is by rolling them across logs. Since they're. It goes, could you explain that process to us, Lass? Um, and I assume you take some time and explain the moving one log in front of the other log. Welcome to the physics portion. Of <laughs> 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 and you're like, and you have to make sure they're smooth logs. They can't have like lots of Right, logs. but we could use the logs that are, you know, that were sort of pushed down already and burned slightly. Those should work well. Yeah. But you just put them in order of each other. Obviously, we'll need some ropes to. Well, the ropes are still around. But yeah, the ropes are still around the big giant rock. Right. Um, and once the rock has been removed, you guys see, um, after you've pulled the rock out, I can't put it on this map because I did not create this map, the wonderful people at, um, what's the, what's it called? The wonderful person who runs um, uh, Go Adventure Maps. I just was, uh, became a patron of them today. Actually, all of Yas did because I used the Yas email. Um, Make some wonderful maps because some of us can't draw. <laughs> so I on other people and I looked up in their maps and I was like, they look really good. And I looked up Crater and Forest and this came up and I said, that's the one. So <laughs> thank you, Go Adventure Maps. You're helping me out. <laughs> Not a sponsor. No, we don't have her. Anyway. One um, might even say, yas. Yas. So you see the crater where the, the rock landed the soil itself, the dirt and earth is black. Like it's literal scorched earth in this area, not in the crater around, but the actual place where the rock had landed and has been sitting for hours. That mm -hmm. like dirt really doesn't burn. This dirt burned. I'm gonna poke it. If you want to get closer, oh. you can. Like yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I want to take a look at that because that that looks very wrong to me. And right. um, make an investigation check. I'm gonna scoop some up and take it to Evard. Okay. 
Um, Ooh, on that point minus one. You? What was that uh, for Jack? Two. Okay. Um, She's not so, the smartest, okay? You're like, that. the so one thing I will give you, Jack, you look at it and it looks kind of like ash. That, at the very least, you're like, okay. Um, for you, Whistler, you kind of start poking at it with your javelin, the trusty javelin poking. It works. <laughs> this is this is 100% Whistler's method of investigation. You just poke it with a javelin. And mm -hmm. if poking with a javelin doesn't work, you hit it with an axe. That's just... Come work through. Trust the javelin poke. As you poke, poke, the javelin kind of starts making a, a clink, clink, like a huh. sound like metal against glass. Step, 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 step. Uh, is it like hot? Can I kind of mm, rush it away, or is it too hot? To yeah, you can kind of maneuver it. You need to use your wings and flap a little bit. <laughs> so you can't fly, but you do have the ability to just like use them as hands. Uh, do you need help? Yes. Well, uh, do you want me to try and pick it up? Do you want me to move? Uh, what What do you need? <laughs> um. Hot metal. Very weird. Uh, there's still are there still any um of the of the big old things around the the barrels? Yeah, there are some empty barrels. Uh, are, are do any of them still have just like a little bit of water left in them? Yeah, there's like a, you know a smaller bit. If you want to like tip it over or something. Yeah, I want to I want to tip it over um because I I'm not interested in like burning my hands on hot. Yeah. Metal. Thanks. Same. Yep. So um, you take the you take the uh, barrel and you kind of tip it and you get Whistler to help you and you tip it over. The last drags of water kind of come out, and the the dirt does. It acts like ash, like you would expect, uh, like dirt, especially this dirt in this area. It's very fertile. Obviously, the forest is beautiful and it's great, and it would just soak up this water. This it it's almost um, like water repellent a little bit, and it takes a little while for the water water to soak in, and it kind of slides off a little bit once it does that. And once that happens, you actually see what has happened. The area underneath this has turned into glass. So there is a large sort of rock that if you removed all of the burnt sand out of the way, there would be a large, what is essentially a large plate of glass underneath this. Would this like, this isn't a sandy locale. I, I, no, it's not. Like this seems like it would be pretty abnormal for the area. Yeah. Yeah, Whistler just kind of looks at Jack and is just like, just making a very confused face, which might be hard to read with the beak, but you know. <laughs> is that, uh, I mean, Jack, Jack has very, very limited knowledge about like, she grew up in an agrarian society. So she knows that this isn't normal. But right. she doesn't know. She she's not familiar with how glass is made. Um, and she, she, it's not a textile. She doesn't know. She's like, um, is that supposed to be there? Basta hears the clink and is like, wait, what? Because she comes from a place where sand is common, and when there are storms and the lightning hits, um, or we make glass with fire, uh. That, that's what happens. And so she's surprised to hear that sound from where the crater. 
Um, Bossette, would you like to make an investigation check? Yes. Well, it's only a nine, so maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, you're a little bit far away for right now, um, and you kind of, you do see the sheen. The sun is, you know, it's fairly, you know, the sun is up. You see the sheen of it, so it looks like glass, which is very, very unusual, and you're like, mm, I don't know, but you're still kind of further away. You haven't gotten close enough to really look. If anybody else would like to make another investigation check. Is it, is the glass in chunks, or is it one large sheet of glass? One large sheet. One large, like a large pane of glass, about the size of um, I would say a garage door. Okay. okay. Is it a blob or is it actually a square? No, it's not a square. It's just amorphous okay. kind of blobby. No, but size-wise general, yeah. Um, if anybody else would like to, wants to go up, if you have not already made an investigation check on this thing, you can make an investigation check. I'm going to assume that I've shown my, my handful of weird dirt to Evard and he's like, He's like, uh, yeah, he's essentially like the, the like fire chief and like, you know, the arson investigator, like all the fire stuff. He knows, he knows what's up. She goes, huh. He pulls out like a, uh, like a, he goes to the cart on the other side and gets like a bowl, like a linen sack and like opens up. He's like, scoop it in here, lass, put it in here. Okay. And you just kind of toss the dirt. <laughs> all right. Here. And he takes it. He's like, uh, go here, take the sack. And pull, go put some more in here. Go put more in here. We'll we'll take it back and we'll we'll do some investigating when we get back to the firehouse. Well, okay. I turn around to go get more, and I see these people like making sandcastles or whatever they're doing. Is this supposed to be here? Like it, Jack is just still really confused. Is what supposed to be here? The glass. I go down. Oh. So you can make an investigation check if you would like to, Finland, and ask her if you want to join them. Since the strength portion of this evening is uh, done, uh, if you would like to join them in the uh, looking at the pane of glass, you're more than welcome to. Well, Astra doesn't want to go back in the crater. Okay. 22. Okay, so you get your, like, oh, fine. I love this D20. <laughs> is that your Finland eye? Yeah. <laughs> so you get down, and you have, like, you use something, I assume you have probably like a shovel or something, or like you grab a hand axe and just start scooping. I have my great axe. Yeah, I you think just it'll do. Uh, I'm going I'm to hand over my my uh, hand axe, because like... <laughs> it's I a little like easier. You're using a snow shovel to put things in place. <laughs> <laughs> You need a trowel is essentially what Jack and you. It's like, here you go. I'm not going to so, um When I'm packing tea and I grab the wrong scoop, and inevitably it goes everywhere. So I imagine <laughs> that happens. Just everywhere. Everywhere. And then as you come closer and you get, and you start scooping this out of the way, and you start looking at the, the glass and the light coming down, and you kind of look at it, it's not clear glass. It's um, dark near blackish gray glass. So, um, I've seen this happen like once. It was during a thunderstorm and lightning hit the sand on the beach bed by the river and it turned into a big arc of glass, but that was clear. And this 
this is really dark and I don't get it. Whistler just like points to the ground around it and just like dirt. Kind of like maybe it's it's not sand, it's I dirt. Don't, it's dark. I don't think so because it's kind of one uniform color as opposed to being blotchy. But I'm I'm not an expert. Maybe we should take a piece up. Um, you hear Kita say, uh, did you find something down there? Uh, yeah. Not blotchy. What? Did you say I'm sorry? Not blotchy. Not blotchy. Glass. We found glass. <laughs> glass? You found... Oh, Melora, let me get back down there. She comes trotting back down. And she's kind of a tubbier halfling. Maybe she's a halfling. So she's, she's um, uh, oh, let's say she's kind of thick and juicy. Let's say that. Um, uh, she And so she, she gets herself down there and she kind of picks in. She goes, um, can one of you, could you help me lift this? Uh, is it still hot? Yes. Uh, is it still know, big? It is. It's the size of a garage door. So it's going to take several of you to like lift it up. Whistler just immediately goes to one side. <laughs> Maybe. And if you would like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lucara I'm, comes. I'm, I'm helping move. Yeah. Yeah. And Lucara comes down. So you all each get on like kind of like north, south, east, west kind of thing, and go one, two, three. Oh. And the four of you, I'm not going to make you roll for it because it is a pane of glass, and it's very thin. It's not a thick glass. It's extraordinarily thin. It's only about two to three centimeters thick. It is very, very thin, but it is all one piece. But it is a kind of like an amoeba blob shape. And and she goes, could you lift it higher, higher? And she walks underneath it. And she's <laughs> like looking like up through it. And she sees the sun and she's like, it's very thick. And I can, the sun doesn't even really shine through it. This is very art. And Lucara is just like, can we put it down now? Like, She's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And she runs out and like, kind of gets like trying to hold it and like twist the head under to look <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Your beak, Whistler, like, click, click, like, <laughs> that is going to be a sound that she will make from now on. So, you and she kind of comes up and she's like, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, put it back down. And she's like, this is this. Whole circumstance is just, I, I've been following Melora for close to a hundred years and I've never seen anything like this. Okay, I'm gonna need help with this. We'll have to go back in. Um, maybe, maybe we'll just leave this glass here for now. Um, and we'll come back with more people. Thank you all for lifting and helping get this rock out of this, oh dear. Um, We'll have to bring more nurturers out to kind of, well, first we have to, she's just, just like talking to herself about like the process that they're going to have to go to, to like, she's like starts arguing with herself a little bit and she looks at Lucar and she goes, do we, do we fill in, do you think we should fill in the hole? Because I mean, it is a, na it's a hole, which is a natural thing. And Lucar is like, you can tell Lucar is like, has heard this before. Like what, at what point does nature become unnatural and what part do you like fix it? And Lucar is like, let's just go back to the protectors. We can talk about it. And she just starts walking back to town. She's just like, and like running after her is Kita going, wait, 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 no, but listen. And she's just like, she's, you know, trailing after her with her little tiny 
halfling legs, and Lucara is a Goliath, so she's just like wonk, longer strides, and Kita's running after. Um, uh, Everard is trying to figure out exactly what Vostet told him, and some of the other fire brigade are like rolling logs over, and they take their axes and like cut off some of the limbs and stuff. And so if you would like to help um, Vostet get the thing back, make make an intelligence check. Okay, so you are have the like you know enough about this process to not only like know it but to explain it to other people because it's one thing to know how to do something, it's a completely other thing to explain it to someone else so that they could do the thing. So you kind of explain, you're like, and then you put the log here and it rolls and rolls and rolls and once that log is done and you explain and they're like, oh, it's, he's like, ah, yeah, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a while. Um, we'll try to get there as soon as we can. So um, people start and they are, it's gonna take, he's like, Fenlin, uh, why don't you go ahead with your fin jack? Just tell people back at the, uh, the brigade, what uh, what's happened out here? Tell them yes, sir, it's gonna yes, take us a while. Uh, we might not be back till after this night. Actually, we've got to, we don't want to knock down too many trees if we don't have to. So we're gonna try to navigate around things. Um, but uh, if you can tell somebody from the brigade or from the Emerald Protectors to like maybe um, I mean we can hunt for some food, but some food would be nice if somebody could just kind of meet us back out here with some provisions or something. That got would it. be nice. That would be great. Thank you. Uh, but you you and your friend, uh, thank you for all of your service. You're doing you're doing a great job, Finland. You've only been working with us with a great time, but uh, I like your enthusiasm, Lass. Thank, you, thank sir. you, sir. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, but you and your friends, uh, also the rest of you, hello, hello, uh, Whistler, hello. Uh, and, he goes, and he looks at you, Aster, and he goes, he kind of squints and goes, you look familiar, you do. Aster. Get that, I get that a lot. You look... Aster. <laughs> Aster. Their name is Aster. <laughs> All right, okay. And he just like walks off and he's like, and he just kind of looks fine. at you and it's like, he's not putting the two and two together. That's fine. Um, yeah. Um, and he like, things happen and they start going. So you guys can walk on your way back to the uh, Rennenhurst if you would like to, unless you would like to stay out in the woods for any reason. I've been given a directive to go tell people and get sandwiches. That's what I plan to do. He didn't say sandwiches. I just assume sandwiches. Okay. Everybody likes a sandwich. Um, do you want you to stay and continue to assist? No, I've explained well enough with that role okay. that have to stick with them and go okay and now you do this okay it should be pretty easy because you do the same thing over and over again um, and they're using the ox right to help right yes. yeah okay like they're getting they're getting you know you can explain you're like you kind of need some wedges every once in a while and there's ropes and you just kind mm -hmm. of give the general like how you do the thing and you explain it well enough and Everett's a very um he's a capable person uh capable dwarf he um He's he's a you know he's a fire captain essentially so he has knowledge of like wood and stone and how it reacts to heat and doing all that stuff so he's enough of a um, enough of an intelligent being to to get what 
to get what you're um, putting down. Um, so you guys uh, can continue along out back to Regenhurst if you would like to. Uh, yeah, I think this time let's take it at a slightly more casual pace. <laughs> yes, I, I head on back with the rest of everyone. Okay. Same. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of like trying to kick some of the stones out of the way if I think that they might be a problem with the logs. Okay. Just like, like as we walk past, it's slowing oh, I down. I do pick up a rock and attempt to keep it because color smoke. <laughs> <laughs> if I put water on this, it will make the thing and it will do the thing and we will have greatness. Yep. Um, so I take like two or three of the, of the shards with me. Actually, Whistler will also find just a small piece. Just like snake. It's a rock. <laughs> yeah. It's a rock. It's a rock that occasionally turns shiny. Attention caught. It is a rock that does some really weird stuff, and I don't know that I would like to be collecting that. <laughs> yeah, Finland's like, I don't really want to have anything to do with this. I'm good. You got you weirdos can do the rest. You guys can pick up rocks if you want to. And I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Like maybe maybe if uh, it, and Jack's just uh, kind of shooting the shit at this point. Um, and it's like maybe you know if you find someone who can bore holes into it, like you can uh, you can tie it onto one of your costumes or something, one of your dresses. Oh yeah, you guys are total ha totally having like fabrication talk right now. <laughs> walking back into town, and Aster, you're like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that can work. But more of more of like my idea for it was like having it as your the entrance. So you like get them to do all the smoke and then you just come out and you're just like, I am here. Come through. Ooh. Yeah, and yeah, what's so you're like, yeah, come through. Let me get a map set up. So you guys can talk amongst yourselves for a bit as I get another map set up. So what else are you talking about? As like, or is anybody asking like Bostet any questions about herself because she is a brand new person? <laughs> I was about to say I'm having a pee break, but I would like to make make it clear that I'm having a real life pee break and I'm uh, okay. peeing in the middle of the woods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, Finland pees. <laughs> um. So, uh, actually, it, so we we learned each other's names on the way over here. I'm guessing. Yes. For those of you who did not know each other's names, you know names. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm I'm asking um, about like because it came up during the during the drag show like about the whole like dressing up in a cat suit sort of thing like. Is that normal? After no. She's new. So it we've never done that before. I was not a part of the planning process for her character. That was not me. So I, yeah. <laughs> it's not something I have seen before in all of my time doing this. Okay. So. 
I just, I, I, I don't know much about it. Like I, I spend time around humans, but that's just like the first time that I've seen anything like that. I, no idea as well. She okay. just likes watching the show, and then wanted to do it too. So yeah. All right. So you folks, ooh, that's not what I meant to do. Um, you folks continue walking towards Rendenhurst, and as you walk, 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 you come to uh, more of the forest. Uh, this is just another random map that I found on the internet. You will see it a lot. So this isn't just like a desecrated forest. It's just you know a forest map that I found. Um, so uh, it's still on the. I'm just um, letting you know. I'm letting you know not to get your expectations like super high up. So here we go. Nice. And we're on to the next forest map. Um, as you guys are walking back down, uh, these are just kind of like logs and trees. Trees die, they fall down. It's just, it's a part of nature. This isn't like, you know, you're just walking back. And as you get closer and closer to Rindenhurst, the trees are sparser and sparser as you, it's not like grassland and then a wall of trees. Like it's like trees start happening, you know, as, as opposed to just like, and then it's like a new biome. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so the trees are getting, um, are getting uh, sparser and sparser and shorter and shorter as you're getting closer and closer to Rindenhurst. Um, anybody who would like to can make a perception check. Yeah. Oh, six. Uh, uh, artificial 20. Okay. 13. Um. <laughs> okay, after? Eight. Okay, and Finland? 13. Okay, so um, Bostet and Jack, you see ahead of you, jumping out from another part of the forest ahead of you, two large wolf-like creatures that have sort of humanoid-looking faces on them as they jump out and run in front of where you are walking. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> anybody who would like to can either make a nature or an arcana check. Seven. Thirteen. Ten. Four. Oh, who had the highest number? I think it was Whistler. Thirteen, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Whistler, um, also being a little bit, um, being a religious person, um, you do know, you've, you've heard of these before, but you've never seen one. They're called bar guests. Um, they are, at one point, they are born as just kind of regular goblins, but they turn into these creatures for some reason. But that's pretty much all you know about them. You haven't seen them. You haven't come into contact with them. You haven't fought one. But two of them have just jumped in front of you and your new party. And that's where we're going to end tonight. <laughs> the next time we pick up, we are going to start with initiative. Oh. Right off the bat. Because we're going okay. two hours, and I'm trying to keep it at two hours so we can keep this like, kind of thing called. Okay, that's the first episode. I'm gonna give it a little a tiny outro. Um, that's the first episode of your ordinary, uh, your average adventuring show. Um, yes! Playing with yes! Us yes! You yes! will see 
people come in. Um, we are playing, people are playing as they as their schedule allows. People will come in, they will come out. We might have somebody come in, do a guest star real quick. Um, I'm trying to make this game as open to as many people as possible. So um, yeah, if, um, so uh, they, these players that we already have, already know if they have friends and family that are interested in coming in uh, to let me know and we'll have a rotating kind of crew of people coming in. Uh, so yes, thank you if you have watched this, watching the whole near two hours of your, your, your average adventuring show. I just started a Facebook group for us. Um, I will put it in the description. Um, I think I made everybody in here admins i'll have to go i did it on my phone so i'll have to go back and i can on the computer and like double make sure so there'll be a facebook page um we have a twitter i'll put the link to that underneath and i will also ask these lovely players here if they have anything that they would like to share with us in the description any social medias or anything and also as an outro i know we have people who have things that they like to make and sell if you would like to um you know just kind of like promote yourself a little bit why not? It's our show. We can do what we want. Anybody wants to, uh, Amelie, if you have anything you want to talk about. Oh, and we need to talk about charities as well, real quick. Uh, so I'll let anybody do the promotions, and then I'll, t I'll go through a list of some of the charities that we in this group support. So um, we can talk about if you would like to donate to us. We have something maybe coming up. But if you can't donate to us, there are a few charities, and I'll put the links to those in there as well. So Annika, Tanya, and if anybody else has anything they would like to promote very quickly, please go ahead. Uh, sure. I, I own a tea blending shop. I make unique loose leaf tea blends, all inspired by various geekery, but largely uh, role playing games generally and it is called tabletop teas and you can find them at tabletopteas.com you can also find me on facebook and you can find me on instagram as tabletop teapot okay and annika oh, uh my my page for everything is just aspiring annika and right now i am making stickers i have a bunch of uh dungeons and dragons uh bugs like their bugs is like different classes and stuff. Um, I also have a bunch of Critical Role stuff and I make uh, D20 stickers of different uh, gender identities and sexualities. Nice. So, yeah. Again, this crew, that's what we're all about. Amelie, yeah, cool. Alyssa, um, Ari, does anybody have anything you want to promote or talk about? I don't make things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't make things either. I don't make things, but uh, Black Lives Matter. Yes, Black Lives Matter. Yep. That's what I was gonna go like. I was like, do you have you ever seen the things like Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, like abolish ICE, like all of these things you will run down the list. Run down the list because that's this group right here. Uh if you just got to the end of the stream and just now realizing it's about this about us, if you didn't see the inclusive flag flag behind me, the rainbow flag behind Annika, and the non-binary flag behind uh, uh, so the, the rainbow flag behind Amelie. The rainbow pillow and the non-binary flag, all apparent in these things. We are a queer AF group. And there are allies, of course, as well. Um, yeah, wave time. <laughs> yeah, Tanya gets a wave. Um, I, uh, I do, uh, Sarah, I'm going to promote myself very quickly. I do make things. I make dice bags. Um, they are fun. They are great. Uh, I have made one uh, for Tanya. It's just I haven't finished it yet. Um, <laughs> So, and I made one for Annika's mom. 
so fun because mom has one of mine and Ari has one and Alyssa has one. Uh, so I have a weird little bag that she made me as well, which is really cool. Bag. I use those to put pencils in is what I use mine for. Is like a pencil okay. case. Yeah. They're very so, um, uh, I have an Etsy. It's called Scarlet Star Creations. Uh, it's the same thing for my Facebook page, Scarlet Star Creations. Um, again, that link will go in the description. So if you need a dice bag or a tote bag or something, let me know. Um, there's another. Um, so now we're going to talk about charities. I'll put a link to some of the charities that this crew does um, support. Uh, some of the ones I'm just going to list off of our charities links in our Discord that we were like all adding to. So we have um, ASAN, which is the Autistic Self Advocacy Network. Um, there is the uh, let's see, uh, uh, Glisten. Uh, uh, let's see, what is it? OLTT, which uh, the website is latinatranstexas.org. It is the organization. OLTT is yes. uh, yeah. OLTT is a trans-specific homeless shelter here in Houston. It is the only one of its type in Texas, I believe. And um, it they also do a lot of really great work with immigration. They help uh, they help trans immigrants. Uh, get their gender marker changed on their IDs. Um, they do so much great work. And like I said, it's the only of its type here in uh, in the state, I believe. Awesome. And um, uh, speaking of, we've got uh, also the Transgender Law Center. Um, it's an organization, uh, races, talking about like abolish ICE and stuff like that. So getting people, uh, no person is illegal. I would like to throw that out there. So, um, getting people out of detention centers and uniting families and getting people, you know, paperwork and getting them out of whatever sort of situation that they've come from. Um, I will, again, uh, the Southern, one of my personal favorites is the Southern Poverty Law Center um, because it is such a large organization that does so much work all over the country um, fighting against hate groups and radicalized uh, organizations. Um, and there's just a lot. So any kind of, there's another one that I, I'm a, a fan of. It's called Algo. Algo is a, an organization for uh, Black and Latinx uh, queer people here in Austin. So um, it's specific for, uh, like I said, Black and Latinx people uh, you, for um, uh, doing like art collectives and doing advocacy and uh, helping with things like law, uh, legal matters and stuff like that. So um, we will put those links down in um, the uh, the bottom as well. And, and yes, Ari. Awesome Justice Coalition. It's one I forgot to add earlier. Okay. Big on them. They are uh, they're doing great work here in Austin. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, basically all of the uh, organizations like Black Lives Matter and the organizations that are. Uh, um, taking donations for the protesters who are going through legal troubles and getting them uh, legal help. Uh, and uh, there's another organization that I'm a big fan of because I know people that are in it and it's the Austin Street Medics. And I know there's also things like that all over the country. Um, I have personally donated um, things like water and band-aids and just general things they've asked for. Uh, they will take money if you would like, but they also have a wish list of stuff that they would like. So I know a lot of street medics um, and street medic organizations are doing things like that around the country, especially in larger cities, Portland, uh, Chicago, here in Austin, Houston, Philadelphia, New York, LA, Miami, places like that. So if you're in any of those places, uh, look at your local queer charities and look at your local charities for um, black and brown people and any other marginalized group uh, places like domestic violence shelters and um, 
uh, rape crisis networks and stuff like that. So one uh, of those is, excuse me, I'm sorry. One of those is the uh, Afia Center, um, which uh, is, yep, yep. Uh, that, I was looking at the same list. Um, some related ones are uh, um, like uh, here in Houston, we have uh, the Clinic Access Support Network, um, which gets people, which drives people to and from uh, their abortions. Um, it, and also uh, the Lilith Fund and um, Jane's Due Process, also really all great. Yeah. And um, also, I'm just also going to throw it out here. You saw my cat several times walking back and forth. You might have seen uh, Alyssa's dog. I know you didn't see Tanya's dog because Tanya's dog is apparently asleep at her feet. Um, and you didn't see Annika's cat because Annika kicked her cat out of her room and uh, their room. And no, he's um, asleep now. Oh, he's asleep. Okay. Yeah, and then, he's not uh, bugging me anymore. Colin has some cats at their place, and uh, Ari has a rabbit. So you can tell we're all animal lovers. So also think about giving to your local um, uh, animal charity, whatever that might be of choice. If it's a rabbit rescue or SBCA or um, here in Austin, Austin Pets Alive or Amanda yeah. Pet, whatever the, the thing may be. Um, we, adopt, don't shop. Yeah, adopt, don't shop. Yeah. Houston but, Sheltie Sanctuary. That's the one I've worked with for about 20 years now. Oh, wow. That's great. I got my cat at the Humane Society. That's where I got her. So uh, we are big supporters of all kinds of charities uh, that that foster progressive causes here um, in the United States and, ab and abroad. Um, I also give to um, some like Amnesty International and places like that. So um, this should be going up on this should be up on Wednesday the 5th. We are going to play again in two weeks. We do this every two weeks. And uh, the next episode will come up on August the 19th. Uh, I'm not going to say what time because I don't know what time, but that I can give you a day. I'm not <laughs> going to give you a time. I will give you a day. Look forward to that happening at a time on that day. And you're welcome for the, uh, the wonderfully technically uh, accurate content that I have given you on this. Um, so uh, everybody, I always ask this after almost every game that I DM, did everybody have a good time? Yes. 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 Of course. Yes. Yes. To me is the most important that my players have a good time. I'm glad, yeah, does everybody enjoy this world and what's going on? And like, I hope I didn't like make it too like obtuse where you guys are like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's so funny. So I had been like thinking about like a voice for Aster and I had it and then we like sat down and did this and I was like, what was it again? <laughs> and now I don't, I like, I have to like try, I'm going to have to like remember it next time. He sees name. I was like, why did I call him not two seconds ago? I, I accidentally confused two characters the other night playing a completely different game. And so to make sure I didn't mess it up again, I made myself a little sticky note. Same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the people in this group play a lot of RPGs because I personally play in different games with three of these people. Some of them are in multiple of those games. So yep. it's like we play a lot of RPGs and Dungeons and Dragons together. So um, uh, other the thing that I was going to say, just very, very quick, I know we're like going off on the stuff, but I also want to say something is uh, games are for everyone. Yes, um, they are. You do not have to be a certain gender orientation, sexual orientation, race, uh, class, whatever. Games are for everyone. RPGs, board games, card games, whatever your thing may be. Um, and support indie game makers. There are a lot of great indie RPGs out here. We are playing D&D, &D, which is kind of like the 
big grand poobah of them, but there are a lot of amazing indie RPGs out there and um, go on itch and look up them or just follow indie game makers on, on Twitter. But yeah, gaming is for everybody. Uh, uh, Tanya can tell you in one of the games that I DM, I have a nine-year-old playing with us and she's great because she's got an imagination. And so you can start, I've DM for a six-year-old before. Um, I've also DM my mother who is in her 60s just started playing D&D a few years ago so there is no like age real age gap if you have an imagination you can do this if you have an imagination and like a pen and access to a character sheet you can do this so um your own character sheet it's fine it's great so there's lots of apps and stuff out there if you can grab that so um don't let anybody try to gatekeep you out of the hobby of rpgs and if dungeons and dragons isn't the rpg for you there's a bunch of other amazing rpgs out there that are less combat oriented or that take place in space or that are in like 1920 san francisco or whatever so there's probably a game there's a jane austen rpg which Ari actually knows more about yeah, it's, good design, it's so good yeah um oh. so, there's yeah, an rpg where you play doggies Yes, there is a lot of people who play dogs. There's one where you play cats. It's Pugmire and Monarchies of Mal. Um, so there are games out there for everybody and everything you may possibly want. Um, yeah, so games are for everyone. Everyone should be able to play if that's something you want to do. Thank you for sticking around uh, with us and hopefully enjoying this adventure that we are starting on in this adventure that the characters went on uh thank you to my players for being amazing and using amazing mute uh mute uh discretion <laughs> themselves uh when they weren't talking it made my life as a dm so much easier so i could just be like listening to the one person that was talking oh my god it was great and uh look forward to seeing the rest of well i can't see you but you can see us uh look forward to uh, you guys watching more and interacting with you guys on the internet and um have a lovely rest of your day, whatever time you're watching this. And we are going to sign off of the inaugural episode of Yas. So, bye. 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 bye.